Thank you to Haven's Kitchen for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. Guys, my random Tuesday afternoon Target find has turned into a full-blown obsession. Haven's Kitchen Herby Chimichurri might have been the one that won me over, but since then, I've been cooking with all of their delicious, vegan, and gluten-free sauces. And while I would consider myself a decent cook, these fresh and ready packets have basically made me a full-blown chef. If you're ready to get sauce too, find them by using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Also, be sure to follow them on Instagram at Haven's Kitchen and check out all of their amazing food inspiration there. Hi friends, welcome back to Rogue and Reasoned. I'm your host, Laura Swan Siegman. Thanks for joining me for another conversation about all things life, business, and badassery. I took last week off the podcast, so it has been a second since our last chat, and I'm dying to dig into today's topic with you all because it is something that's a thing in my life, and maybe yours too. So I would consider myself a blunt person. I'm straightforward in what I say, I don't expect you to read my mind, and you likely know where I stand in most every situation from the jump. But because of this communication style, I've also been referred to as a bitch or bitchy. One might say that anyone calling me this is also being blunt and telling me what they think of me. And sure, I suppose that could be the case. But I think what's really happening most of the time is that we have a clash or conflict in personalities and speech, and maybe they're finding a convenient way to write me off in a manner that makes them look better, as if I'm the problem. Let's get clear. Being blunt is not an excuse for poor choices in communication or for being a complete bully to someone else. But it also isn't an excuse to call me a bitch. And being blunt, I think we need to have a conversation about it. All right, so I did a little online dumpster diving to read more about the perspectives on this topic. And there are a few things I wanted to quote and or share with you. I'll link the sources for anything I reference in the show notes if you want to check it out for yourself. But one of the first articles I came across was a piece written by Diana Booher, and I apologize if I'm saying her last name wrong, but her direction for the article was that bold communication is better than blunt communication. And she broke down the difference as follows. Bold communication requires carefully selected persuasive words, while blunt words just roll off the tongue. They may help or hinder the speaker's cause. She also says bold communicators have a goal in mind and a strategy to get there. Blunt communicators let their tongue control them. What they say is what they get and often what they don't want defiance, disengagement, disrespect, and disapproval. And lastly, she says, bluntness shuts down dialogue. Boldness opens it. Bluntness reveals hostility. Boldness conveys hope. Bluntness lacks forethought and boldness takes courage. Bluntness sabotages resolution. Boldness initiates interaction. I'm going to agree to disagree with her on these statements. Personally, I think this is the fluffiness that our society requires today. It's exhausting to me. Here's where I differ in my view. First off, 
Bold comes off to me as just some fancy, polished-up term for blunt. Like, bold people are some type of communication superhero. They have a cape, drive a fancy car, and are respected by the world. We don't need a new term for it. There are new terms for everything these days, and it's hard enough for me to retain a decent vocabulary as it is. Partially because I enjoy wine, and let's be honest, everything comes at a cost. Also, while I agree word selection in not being a general asshole is important, and understanding your audience is important. I'm not walking around carefully selecting every combination of letters that comes out of my mouth. My statements do roll off the tongue because they are genuine and intentional. I don't say shit I don't mean most of the time. Just because my opinion is not what you wanted to hear doesn't mean I'm being disrespectful. I don't think bluntness shuts down dialogue. I think it just minimizes it Because so much of our interactions are full of bullshit today. Fillers. And I laughed at the hostile and hope part. I mean, guys, I appreciate you all, but my life goal is not to walk around instilling hope with every straightforward sentence I say. There's that fluffification of America again. Shit gets real, and I'm not the hope fairy. Then there's the boldness takes courage thing. This is where I think we're using a bunch of words that all generally mean the same thing. I think bold means you are courageous, and I think being blunt takes boldness and courage because it's often raw and vulnerable to say what you are thinking and where you stand. Now, this is her opinion, and I'm glad she published it because she is being straightforward in what she thinks, and it takes courage to put that out there. But I bring it up and mention it because I also found this, definitions of blunt from multiple dictionary sources. Right off the bat, Google displayed a definition at the top of the search page that said, uncompromisingly forthright. I feel like I can get behind that based on my interpretation. I don't think you should have to compromise your honesty to fit the situation or the person. Then Merriam-Webster defined it as being straight to the point. Yep, I'm on board. They also listed a definition of saying or expressing something in a very direct way that may upset some people. I'm also fine with that one. It's okay to upset some people. We can't tiptoe around everyone. But then, the same page lists synonyms for blunt, such as curt and snippy. Those sound pretty negative. So, which is it? A good thing or a bad thing? I checked out dictionary.com next, and they listed blunt as being abruptly, plain, and direct in address or manner without attempting to be tactful. Ouch. I mean, I do actually attempt to have tact in my responses, but okay. Diana felt bold is different than blunt. Some say direct is better than blunt. Others say blunt is bitchy. I say whatever. I think we are splitting hairs here. The real takeaway for me is everyone has a different interpretation, opinion, and perspective on it. In any situation, perhaps asking someone's personal definition of or experience with a term might clear a lot of things up. My perspective which may not be yours and that's okay, is that straightforward communication doesn't make you a bitch. People who choose to be assholes are not the same thing as people who choose to be blunt. Support for this episode also comes from Fiverr. With Fiverr, you can save time, money, and energy on things your business needs, but you don't have the time for or have any interest in doing. Do you think I edit my own podcast? Honey, no. I am not cut out to be a sound engineer. By outsourcing this weekly task to someone else, I significantly reduce my stress 
and free up my time to produce content I am passionate about and not dreading. Fiverr has a ton of other freelance services too. Virtual assistants, grant writers, you name it. Visit the link in my show notes or head to www.loraswansiegman.com and click on consulting to view Fiverr as one of my business resources. If you don't have any blunt people in your life, hi, I'm Laura and I'm blunt, at least by my definition. I think being blunt is being straightforward in conversation, direct and to the point. So let's talk a little more about blunt people, get to know them a little more and how they interact. Now, it can be a bit much when you interact with a blunt person, I'll admit, especially if you start telling a story during our conversation. Listen, blunt people hate long stories. They just want you to get to the fucking point. Unless it's a really good story, then carry on. But mostly, keep it moving. Ultimately, this helps us save on time. Why do we need to devote 25 minutes to a conversation we can accomplish in two? It's exhausting. I become incredibly grumpy at the end of the days that are filled with meetings and conversations that could have been an email or one sentence. It cuts into any possibility of me time and doing things I enjoy. Your excessively long-winded response is not something I enjoy. It doesn't fill me up in all the right places. Honestly, we also get uncomfortable around people sometimes because it often involves pointless small talk. I have been told that I come off as a bitch not only because of my resting bitch face that I was born with, which is a very serious condition, by the way, but because I tend to stand back, observe, and listen. Again, I don't have all the time in the world. I don't want to talk about nonsense. I want to see if you can talk about the real shit. I'm also seeing how much of a whiner you are. Blunt people get uncomfortable around whiny people. I mean, who loves spending their time walking on eggshells and avoiding landmines? Not I. Therefore, sometimes our best matches are other blunt people. And that time I spend observing is not me trying to be a bitch. It's me trying to decide if we'll be a good fit or if maybe we should move on. I do have plenty of people in my life that aren't blunt people, though, so that doesn't mean we can't be friends or associates. I always have my non-blunt relationships backs. I saw this meme once that said, quiet, laid-back men. Why do you go for loud, fiery women? My social media reply was, someone got to tell the waiter that I ordered mashed potatoes and it ain't gonna be me, which made me laugh hysterically. This is definitely my husband and I, and we've been in this exact situation many a time. No problem over here being confrontational if needed. I got you. Also, you'll always get our honest opinion, which sometimes is hard to hear maybe. But if we give you a compliment, we mean it. We aren't blowing smoke up your ass like many other people probably are at times. You can count on that compliment and take it to the bank. I mean, let's be straight though. We absolutely put our foot in our mouth sometimes. Any type of communication can be sloppy and ill-intentioned. But I would say that overall we experience less miscommunication because we lay it out there from the start. And personally, I'm a fan of being blunt. However, there are people who hate bluntness. My opinion, those are the people that don't like hearing the word no. They may be oversensitive and very thin-skinned. They need fluffy things. People who aren't open to the truth or to others' viewpoints don't like hearing a blunt approach. Those who love drama also hate bluntness. 
Their favorite pastime is not hearing what was actually said and instead twisting the frank presentation to create a problem for them to talk about endlessly with others. A blunt response doesn't give them a lot to work with for that. But how you are doesn't make me a bitch. We just communicate differently. So for all of you fellow blunt people out there, how do you handle it? What do you do if you're blunt and another person isn't or other people aren't? I'd love to hear your takeaways, so be sure to tag me in your responses on the old gram at Rogue Reason Podcast. But I've learned a few tips, if you will, myself along the way that I will share here. First, don't apologize for your honest opinion or statement. It is yours, and you are allowed to say it. Be honest all you want, but make sure what you're saying is still constructive and not a cover for being a bitch. And realize they may take it differently than you intend. Tone and visuals are everything. I could say the same direct sentence to my husband in two ways. One with my typical monotone voice. And seriously, I have to really try very hard to have voice inflection at times. And one purposefully more upbeat. And I leave you to bet which one he doesn't get ruffled feathers from. The same intention is behind both, but one wins over the other. Explain your communication style up front. Say that you're blunt. When screening new clients, I tell them that I'm blunt. Some people love it and want to work with me even more because of it. On a few occasions, I've run into the situation where they say they understand, and then we end up not being the best fit. And that's okay. We finish out our work together and move on. Others learn that they don't like that right away, and I still win because I've successfully screened a portion of the criteria for my ideal client. Literally, be blunt about being blunt. Also, keep in mind that it's always safer to bluntly comment on the situation instead of on the person. Saying you're not living up to company standards is different than saying this work doesn't meet company standards, to a non-blunt person at least. If you're blunt, it sounds the exact same, but take the personal attack out of it and it will be better to them. You do want to be heard as quickly as possible, after all, and this will help them hear you. And something I've had to remind myself of basically my entire damn life, only child problems, it's not all your way or the highway. You have to be flexible with your style at times. And that's why I said earlier that I say what I mean most of the time. Sometimes I have to concede to a softer, more vague style in some situations. Not trying to be fake, just trying to be peaceful. So how about if you aren't blunt and you're dealing with someone who is? Well, from my perspective, don't immediately take things personally and appreciate that they are trying to communicate in full with you instead of skirting around something. If needed, ask if they meant something how you're taking something. Likely the answer will be no. And if it's yes, well, at least you're clear. Remember, being blunt also means being open and vulnerable with how they feel. They are putting themselves out there, so it is worth asking instead of just automatically getting mad at them for their truth. It's easy to resort to calling them bitchy or something else just because of your own interpretation. Get clear with each other. And you may not always understand a blunt person's texts or emails because it doesn't come with visual or verbal affirmation of their tone or attitude. Again, ask and clarify. But realize if you're constantly asking for detailed clarification of all the feelings behind it, 
that comes off as whiny and needy, and that can make a blunt person avoidant to you. Lastly, be able to acknowledge that something may be time-sensitive. Beating around the bush takes a lot of time and energy. Appreciate that other people have shit going on and might need some quick, straight answers. It has nothing to do with you. At the end of the day, communication is hard, right? There are a lot of personalities, approaches, and styles mixed into that pond. We all have to work at it. However, I stand with all those other blunt bitches out there and will tell them to keep shooting it straight. Be rogue and reasoned. Redefine reckless. I think the world needs a whole lot more of us, not less. Thank you for joining me for this chat. Shoot me your messages and tag me in those posts to tell me your response and opinion on this topic. And as always, have a great fucking week. I'll be back with you soon on the next episode of Rogue and Reason. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogue and Reason podcast, visit www.lauraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.